Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. It's quite a surreal moment because we are actually in our podcast course that we run uh, and I've been asked, what's the difference between successful people and those that don't quite make the grade for whatever reason? So I'm going to give you some generic and specific answers. And, you know, if we can reverse engineer success and figure out the traits of the greats and also the traits of the also-rans, we've got a more of a model and a system to follow. But what people often don't understand is the following. So let's say a thousand people have been introduced to me and want to do a podcast. One of them will die. People die. And it sounds really stupid to say, but one of them will. Three or four of them will emigrate. Four or five of them will just realise a podcast wasn't for them. Five or ten of them will get really ill. Some of them will have issues with their kids or stuff going on at home or they'll get made redundant or whatever. And, you know, because there's a lot of people saying to me, oh, well, you know, there should be a 100% success rate when you teach something, but you can't, you can't fight life. So there's got to be 20, 30% of people who have the full intention, but then life gets in the way. Now, you've got to work out if that life getting in the way, was that fair or was I using it as an excuse? So if you're seriously ill, that's fair. If you had to knuckle down and look after your children and just hustle yourself out of debt, that's fair. But if you were just using all that as a bit of an excuse and actually it wasn't that bad, then that's on you. The next, there's a, definitely a chunk of people. I couldn't say because when I say one, ten, five. 10%. I'm just guessing the numbers from my experience, but there's definitely a group of people and it's probably not uncommon to be 20% who jump from thing to thing. Oh, I want to, I want to do YouTube stuff. Oh, I want to do podcast stuff. Oh, I want to be, I want to jump on TikTok. Oh, I want to be in business. I want to be on trading. I want to be in property. And that, you know, it's the shiny penny syndrome. That is very common, especially with opportunists, especially with people who've got unrealistic ideals about what success is all about, especially for people who, when it gets hard, they're looking for an easier way. So if there's a thousand people that have been interested in doing a podcast, I reckon what I've just said is equated for four or five hundred of them already. Like, you know, how many people come to a boxing or a martial arts class, get to black belt? Well, 1%, 0.1%. Doesn't mean that the coaching is bad, just means that life gets in the way. Um, people get injuries, people go to other clubs, people don't do it anymore, people get busy with work. There's a million reasons. So there's a lot of external factors, which probably gobbles up half of them. So if you've ever experienced that, don't beat yourself up. Just go, okay, that's what I needed to do at that time. 
But when that's gone, then you have to go, right. So now let's talk about the things that are common with my most successful students and podcasters. So one thing is a balance of persistence and patience. So on the one hand, they're persistent, i.e. they do the work. You know, they keep pushing for the guests. They go through some rejection. But they also know that it's not going to happen overnight. And maybe they thought it would take a year and it's taking two. They thought it would take six months and it's taking 12. But they keep going. That's definitely one. Because some people who are so persistent, they burn themselves out. Some people who are too patient are too slow. So it's actually a balance of persistence and patience. The next thing is continued education. So you're on a podcast course, but if you never learn anything else about podcasts again, in six months to a year, you're going to feel out of the loop. You're that last 10% of knowledge, which means you know them more than anyone else. It's not going to be there. Um, so for me, I don't stop my education. I'm always topping it up. In fact, Harry sent me an article yesterday um, about um, people who are raising sponsorship for podcasts. We're always trying to figure out new ways to get guests and new ways to um, title our podcasts. Um, I sent Kieran on a three-day social media expo over the weekend. So even when I'm not learning, I'm making sure my team are learning. But some people think I do a course, that's the learning done. No. That's the, the foundational learning done. That's your white belt. But then, you know, there's the constant education. That's the second thing. The third thing is the continued improvement. So sometimes people go, oh, I want to do a podcast. I'm so excited. It's great. They put it out there. A few people don't like it and they go, oh, or they do a couple of episodes and it doesn't get many downloads or it's a bit, it's just a bit, yeah, and they're like, ah, oh, and then they're like, ah, oh, I feel shit. Fuck my life. I am, uh, you know, and they just beat themselves up. But for me, I make mistakes all the time. You can talk to Kirk. We had a discussion about one that I potentially made, but I don't let that go. I try and fix that problem. But it's, I always learn something. And like, I'm, I, I have many flaws. But because I have some personal fears and maybe some baggage from when I was young, I'm the opposite of complacent. Like I need to reconvince myself, not daily, but probably weekly or monthly. Like when you said, Rob, you're a bit of a celebrity. I just couldn't own that. I need to reconvince myself that I'm good at this, reconvince myself that I'm good at that. If I've got 5 million podcast downloads, it's not enough. I need 10. If I've got 10, I need 50. Now that's a bit of a curse. But the upside of that is, it just keeps me learning and improving and listening and taking feedback. So if I get knocked, if I make a mistake, if someone criticizes me, yeah, of course, my little ego is going to go, oh, but then if I go, right, what can I learn from this? So that that ability to take feedback. The fourth thing, passion, energy, enthusiasm. Like I see so many people three months in and they're like a drip. They're dribbling on the floor, dragging their heels. It's like, this is supposed to be your new life. This is your new podcast. This is your new business. This is your new future. <laughs> so that passion, that enthusiasm, that drive. And, I, and actually, you'll notice I haven't yet said hustle. 
and how, how much you work. Because by the way, sometimes people start, they work 80 hours a week for two months and then they burn themselves out. So I don't think how hard you work is as up there as the things I've said. The next thing, and this is vital, is your network. Like if you're a podcaster and you go to podcast events and you're in our online podcast community and you have dinner with podcasters, I mean, it sounds a bit geeky, but you know, and you talk to podcasters and you get people on your show who are podcasters and you come to our quarterly podcast mastermind, which is part of the um, agency packages we have. Then you're going to pick up tips. And then when you go, oh, I only had 16 downloads this month. Yeah, me too. It's a bit frustrating, isn't it? Oh, but I did this and I got a big spike in downloads. Oh, thanks. I'll try that. And you're re-energized, re-energized, re-energized. And by the way, you know, your peer group in any area of your life. So, you know, if you're doing martial arts and you're hanging around a load of people who are doing martial arts, all your niggles and your troubles, other people have experienced. And, you know, when you spar, sometimes you spar with people a bit better than you. They're pulling you up. Sometimes you spar with people a bit lower than you and you just go a bit easy on them. And you've got that in your peer group. But if you're a podcaster and no one in your peer group is a podcaster, you feel like a weirdo. <laughs> like I went to Kevin Clifton's birthday party and I met someone who does a wrestling podcast. And I was talking to him and I do a business podcast and Kevin does his podcast and we were all getting on. He's like, Rob, so refreshing to sort someone who, when I talk about my wrestling podcast, doesn't think I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> because Kevin and me do podcasts. And I was really, by the way, I'm, in, I'm interviewing Kane for my podcast. I don't know if any of you know wrestling, but he's a big wrestler. I'm very excited about that. So your peer group is huge. So, you know, you said you booked this course in 2017, but you didn't get in until now. I bet you didn't hang around many podcasters in that. No, you're isolated. You're alone. Because, by the way, when you're alone with your own voices, oh, this isn't working. Oh. So number six, then, I think we're on number six, mentors. Mentors is vital. I believe people are lifting you up or pulling you down. Because, you know, they say we are the five people we spend the most time with. So if you're with podcasters who've got millions of downloads or you're with entrepreneurs who are making millions, you know, you can ask them stuff. You see what they're doing. Like, wow, look at them up there. I'm taking notes. I'm learning from them. The possibility is back, the hope and some actionable stuff. But if you hang around people who talk about the news and talk about the, you know, the, the stuff on TV and they complain a lot and they feel a bit of a victim. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't knock EastEnders anymore because Jake Wood's a good friend of mine. Um, so, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so I think mentorship is vital. Number seven, putting yourself out there. And we've all got our own fears and phobias and vulnerabilities. We are worried about being judged or whatever. But I believe if you continually put yourself out there, whether it's just promoting your podcast a lot or going to launch parties or going and meeting people or doing Facebook lives or going and traveling to meet guests or going to seminars and conventions and whatever else. Um, but in the times in my life, which, by the way, happen all the time, not just when I started, but in the times in my life where I feel like a bit of a newbie in something, what I am good at is just, just chuck myself in that environment. I throw myself into the fire. And, yeah, I'm a bit like, oh, I don't know much here. They're all a bit better than me. But I'm kind of good at just putting myself in that situation because I reckon the best type of learning is osmosis, i.e. you soak up what other people do. Like I did martial arts for kind of 10 years. And, you know, you, you can be told what to do, 
But when you watch your instructor performing a kick or a move, and then when he performs that kick or that move on you, that is better than doing it at home, doing it at home in front of the mirror without anyone showing you. So, you know, when you hang around with people, you just get it through osmosis. You know, you soak it up. Now, of course, courses and mentorship and being told what to do is fine. But I mentor a lot of people who I tell them stuff over and over and over and over and over again, and they finally get it when either they see me do it or they do it for themselves. So I would definitely say that. Um, I would say the final thing is probably, well, no, there's actually two or three. Um, so one is consistency. We're just making up as a guy along. Um, like, it, I don't care how fucking slow you go. If in 10 years you've still got a podcast, you're winning. So just commit to doing it. You know, even if you just, you know, every week I'll just make sure I put my podcast live. I might not do loads of marketing. I might not be all out there and woohoo. But if you just do it, it will happen in the end. So especially with the podcast, but business and everything, going to the gym, your health, your food. It's just like committing to doing the minimum viable amount on it. Now, business, podcasting, whatever, can be a bit of a journey, a roller coaster. Now, it's easy to go and do it all when you're up and you're high. But it's hard when you're down and you're low. So I think if you make yourself a commitment to do a, a minimum set, like if you want to do, if you want to get strong and fit, just commit to twice a week down the gym. And no matter how hard your week is, you just get two session, sessions a week in. So on your worst week, at least you're going to have maintenance level. But what people often do is I'm going to go every day. And then they burn out, then they miss a day, then they miss another day, and they're like, oh, I'm not doing every day now, I'm a loser, and then they don't go back anymore. Next thing then, and this actually is huge, the, the ability to ask for help. So all of us have got pride. Now, pride is not always ego. It's sometimes fear, which could be linked to ego, but it's not always bravado pride. Um, but I always thought I was pretty good at asking for stuff. Because my dad, when I was young, drilled into me. The, the, the saying he said to me more than anything else was, if you don't ask, you don't get. And from a kid of the age of six, he'd make me go and ask people for stuff. Strangers, you know, adults. If you don't ask, you don't get. Go ask. No, you go and ask. No, you go and buy this. No, you go and ask them. And he pushed me to do that. And I didn't really like it, but I know that was good for me. But I always thought I was good at that. But here's what I worked out. If you perceive me to be good at something, like writing books or doing podcasts or business, I'm scared to ask you for help because I think you think I should know my shit here. I've got my shit fixed. So if I'm asking you for help on something I, I'm supposed to know, all of a sudden all my vulnerabilities come out. So it's a big, it was, I only found this about myself about a year ago, whereby I'm brilliant at asking for help unless you think I'm supposed to have my shit <laughs> fixed on this, which actually is probably everyone. Like you can ask me about podcasts because you've got no ego because you're here to learn. But you might be worried about asking me about fitness and martial arts. You might be ask, worried about asking me about, you know, it, tattooing because you might perceive that I think you should know your shit. I want to do tattooing. No, yeah. it's not <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, asking for help is a strength, not a weakness. And it's even more of a strength if you ask for help in an area you're supposed to know well. Because it proves that you can get rid of your ego. And by the way, the things that are most blocking you are probably those things you're afraid to ask about. 
So there may be a few more. Um, I think how you treat people, you know, they say be careful how you treat people on your way up. I, I think there's a definitely an element of treating people well, um, managing your emotions. Because, by the way, life is easy for all of us when we're on fire. The coffee's good. You know, we're all getting on. I've woke up on the right side of bed. My favourite song came on the radio. I got my yearly sex. You know, whatever else. <laughs> Life is good. It was February the 29th. It was a leap year. <laughs> ah, I'm winning at life. Yeah. Um, but the test of you is when it all goes against you. Are you still going to get through and not make bad decisions and manage your... I should probably stop this podcast right now, shouldn't I? Yeah, I was doing so well. All right, cool. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.